blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And today we have got an epic battle of the power-punching patrons in one quarter, hailing from Melbourne, Australia, Frankie the Trivia Hunter, Mitchell. Say hi, give us a little bit about yourself, Frankie. <laughs> hi, I'm I'm Francesca, or Frankie, Um as you said, I live in Melbourne. I'm a mum of two small children, uh, neither of whom are sleeping very well at the moment. So I'm keen to see how sleep deprived I really am today. <laughs> I'm sure that will only help your trivia and, uh, yeah, pulling things from your long-term memory. All right. And in the other corner, fighting her way from Pasco, Rhode Island, Jody, the real deal, steal. <laughs> Jody, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? That's a, I like that. That's a new one. I've never heard that one before. Um, yeah, so I'm Jody. I live in a really small town in Rhode Island called Pasco. Um, I work for a big cable company. I won't say which one because you're going to hate it no matter which one I say. Um, <laughs> oh, that one. My, my cable always yeah. goes down. It's that one. Whichever one. Yeah. Um, I also have a kid, although mine's a little older. She sleeps through the night. So Frankie, all my sympathies. I remember those days very well. <laughs> Um, yeah, just do a lot of trivia. I uh, stay inside a lot because it is literally like six degrees outside right now and will probably remain that way until about April. So we're just hunkered down for the rest of the winter. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, before we get going further into the game, let's learn the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If someone answers their question wrong, their opponent has a chance to steal. And the categories are... Movies, music, television, video games, sports, news and politics, fashion, technology, slang, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you have before answering a three-tiered question, which must have all parts correct in order to score the points. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know the rules, Let's uh, not warm up, but uh, with all the cold weather, I guess, that Jody's having, um, you know, I kind of want to really want to get to know y'all just a little bit better. So I want you guys to tell me what is your favorite card game of all time? Oh, boy. That's hard. Can we count just playing cards or any game that's played with cards? Any game that's played with cards. Doesn't okay. have to be the the regular, you know, 52 card um you know, they can do whatever. Dick. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to, I could go popular, but I'm going to be true. And I'm going to say a game that many people might not have heard of. And then everyone's going to be like, everybody knows that game, Jody. Um, it's a game called uh, Phase 10. 
yeah. I don't know if any of you guys yeah, know absolutely that one. no face um, 10 yeah it's it's kind of rummy ish it's very simple but it's kind of like a it's luck of the draw it's just whatever cards you get and I used to play with my grandparents all the time um and it's just a really fun game you can play with anybody because there's no there's no math there's no reading it's awesome cool um I'm just gonna stick with a, a classic or at least a classic for me um because we've had lots of family battles and that's uno and I'm a primary school teacher, so I've had lots of classroom battles of Uno as well. So that'd be my favorite. <laughs> Both are fantastic choices. Uh, neither made my top ten list on an episode that's coming out <laughs> in Blast from Our Past. But if I had to pick between the two, well, one did make your list, didn't it, John? Yeah, it sure did. And I could pick that, <laughs> but I think I like the other one better. But I'll pick that one. You know what? I'm going to go with Uno because it actually made one of our lists. So so that means, Frankie, you get to pick your category first for round one. Round one. Okay. I'm going to go with fashion first. Fashion. And your decade is the 70s. <laughs> All right. And we're starting off immediately with our... Uh, Trivia writer who does a lot of stuff for us, Jackie LaFave. Thank you very much for sending us this question. Okay, 70s fashion. This hair care tool was invented in 1972 by Jerry Suzenza for Barbara Streisand's hair. It is a method of styling usually straight, long hair so that it becomes wavy, often in a sawtooth zigzag fashion. Um, I think I will guess... Mainly used in the 80s, but I think I'll guess like a crimping wand. Crimping wand or crimping iron is correct. It is much bigger in the 80s, but it was invented in the 70s. Awesome. All right. I'm going to get one question right. So feeling <laughs> <laughs> can breathe again. All right. Perfect. All right. Frankie is on the board. Jody, can you match? Uh, let's go video games. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Oh, boy. All right. Not my hope. Released in 1976, in what game would you drive a car and try to run over little human-like figures? When you hit one, it would squeal and a cross would replace it on the screen. Many people were not amused. Oh, my goodness. I don't know, but now I really want to play this. Um... <laughs> Morbid? <laughs> yes, it sounds amazing. Uh, I have no idea. Pop a pedestrian. Pop a pedestrian. <laughs> it needs to become a game. Uh, John liked it. Yes, he did. <laughs> All right. But nevertheless, it's incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal this one. I have no idea either. Probably choose something. I'll guess roadkill. Roadkill is also a really good guess, but incorrect. No, the name of the game was Death Race. Death Race. And they did make a movie called Death Race, but I wasn't sure if it was a tie-in or not. But all right. No points awarded. But Frankie, it's back to you to pick your category. Um, I'm going to go TV, please. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Barry Brayman. A man known for being able to sneak onto the field and blend in with professional athletes attempted to do the same thing at the 1985 Emmy Awards. Dressed in a tuxedo, Brayman stepped up 
to accept the Best Outstanding Supporting Actress Emmy for Betty Thomas, who was being honored for her work in what 80s police procedural? Uh, Frank, can anybody else hear Frank? Or is it just me that I can't hear you? I do think you are our first, you're our first non-American, either Northern, North oh, American. Inter international? Well, we had Canadians. So I can't say that. Yeah, so I can't say Does that. Does that really count? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? This is Canada. So, so we will uh, allow some technical errors. But Frankie, uh, keep going. Okay. So let's I'm going to pass <laughs> on that uh, political procedural. Oh, it's, it's, no a, it's a, I will say, in case you misheard it, a police procedural. In case, oh, a police in case I screwed that up, which has been known for me to screw that up before, uh, police procedural. Did Betty Thomas win? Betty Thomas, the, I'm, I'm gonna guess Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey is incorrect. All right, Jody, you got a chance to steal. Uh, I have no idea. Um, I wasn't born yet, and so I have no idea. I did. I'm glad you said police because I thought you said political too. But uh, oh, it's 100% very possible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's say Hill Street Blues. I think there's police in that show. <laughs> there is. And the answer is Hill Street Blues. Yeah. That's yeah, the only 80s cop show I could possibly name. <laughs> well done. All right. Jody gets the steal. And it is your category. Uh, let's go with slang. Okay. Your decade is the 70s. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> all right. 70 slang. Though this term for being acutely aware of social or cultural injustices might seem like an entirely 21st century idea, but actually the whole concept of the term originated in 1971 uh, with a play by Barry Beckham called Garvey Lives about the Jamaican-born black nationalist Marcus Garvey. Uh, would that be woke? That would be woke. Woke Good AF, job. yo. Yep. Uh, I'm going to read the little quote because I think it's pretty interesting. So from the play, uh, there's a line that says, I've been sleeping all my life, and now that Mr. Garvey done woke me up, I'm going to stay woke, and I'm going to help him wake up other black folk. So just like, I don't think it was used popularly, but the concept of exactly kind of what it means today started back then. Wow, I had no idea. Very cool. Yeah, nice. All right, Frankie, it is your pick. I'm going to pick music, please. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. All right. Name this German-French R&B duo consisting of Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus, but really Brad Howell and John Davis. Their debut album achieved international success and brought them a Grammy Award for the Best New Artist in 1990. I know this one well. Embarrassingly, I used to like them. I think it is Millie Vanilli. Yeah, you know it's Millie Vanilli. Girl, girl, you know it's true. <laughs> baby oh such a good i mean we, we had a tape we absolutely had a tape of millie vanilli so i i'm i'm with you there we all saw the the behind the music episode yes. right where like they showed the clip on stage of the the tape how are you using tape yeah. like if your entire career is yes. re relies on that tape playing back correctly why are you using like actual tape and why is there not like nine backups mm-hmm Poor yeah. guys. Oh, uh, no. It's a shame. <laughs> right. All right, Jody, you got to pick your category. And left, we have movies, news and politics, sports, technology, and food. Uh, let's go technology. I'm going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> going to be 70s. 
Your decade is the 70s. Jeez. <laughs> and we've got another question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you so much, Jackie. All right, 70s tech. This device creates a series of tones and lights and requires a user to repeat the sequence. This game audio was inspired by the notes of a bugle, making its debut in 1978 at the retail price of $24.95. Uh, is that Simon? That is Simon. Good call. Those I didn't four realize levels. that was the 70s. Yep. It was a huge, huge game, but I think it probably didn't blow up until early, early 80s. So, All right, Frankie, we are bouncing back to you. All right, I'm going to try food, please. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. This brand started in 1982 with a homemade salad dressing that the namesake actor and his writer friend prepared themselves and gave to friends as gifts. I think this is Paul Newman. I'm not sure if that's the actual name of it, but I'm going to say Paul Newman dressing. Uh, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I'm just going to go with Paul Newman. I can't accept that. Yeah. I've got, I've got to move it on to Jody. I'm sorry, but uh, no, I'm not, I, I cannot tell you how close you are because uh, maybe it's close, maybe it's not. <laughs> uh, I think it's technically Newman's own. New- yeah. Yes, Paul Newman is the actor, but the brand that I was looking for is Newman's own. Yeah, cool. I wouldn't have got that close. I'm sure being in Australia, it hurts a little bit. You know, I don't know what brands actually make it all the way over there. I'm pretty sure we do have okay. that one. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, some of the things you guys talk about, I <laughs> must admit, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yep, I get it. All right. Uh, Jody, get with the steal, and you got to pick your category. Let's go movies. Yeah, movies. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Oh, thank God. Finally. <laughs> All right. All right. It's a good thing I'm editing this episode because uh, there's going to be, be some bleeps here. Okay. <laughs> All right, 90s movies. In this 1998 stoner film, you'd hear character Scarface say, F*** you, F*** you, you're cool, F*** you, I'm out, as he quits his job at a fast food restaurant. I know the reference from the much later movie Waiting, because that's more my time frame. Uh, Stoner film, 1998, fast food restaurant. Oh, is it fast time? No, nope. Nope, that was way too early. I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> it's a 98, right? Yes, 1998. 98. Oh, my goodness. Eight stoner film. I was 12 in my defense, so I wasn't watching a lot of stoner films yet. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't judge you. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. That's, wow. I have no idea. I'm going to have to pass. I can't even come up with a title from that time. All right, Frankie, how many stoner films were you watching back in 1998? <laughs> Not too many. Um, they definitely came a bit later for me. <laughs> um, I. It sounds so familiar to me, but the fast food restaurant part is throwing me off. I'm going to guess, and I think it is later, I'm going to guess um, Clerks. Clerks is a good guess. Um, but no, so yeah, the fast food restaurant was... Just a, a quick little thing that this uh, character Scarface was working at the time, but the stoner film was really the thing. Uh, Jody, do you want to tell us? Because I think you just figured it out. I think I just figured it out. Um, what's the movie with 
Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And Jim Brewer and Scarface. Yeah. The one other guy's name I don't know. What is the name of that movie? The girl's name is Mary Jane. It's the girl that was in the craft. Rachel True. I know her name, but I can't remember the name of the movie. Oh my God. I wouldn't have gotten it anyway because I can't remember the name of the stupid movie. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say how high, but that's the other one. Yep. I don't know. This one is half baked. Oh yeah, it is. Oh my god, half-baked. it's also my favorite ice cream. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurt. That does. All right, Frankie, you gotta pick your category. Did you tell me what's left? Yep. Left we have news and politics or sports. Oh, that makes it easy. I'll go news and politics, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And your ticket is the nineties. All right. Oh, this is a this is a tough one for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. I should have gone a little bit more international on that one. Uh, okay. In 1996, Billy Bailey, a convicted murderer, was executed. He was the third person to be hanged since 1965, and also the last person to die by hanging in the U.S. as of today. In what state did this occur? You got a one in fifty. That's true, and I know my American states well. Um, and I know true crime, but this is just going to be a guess. I will go where were they people. Now I don't want to offend any state. Uh, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'll guess Florida. Florida is incorrect. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jody, you get a chance to steal. Honestly, you're not far off. Florida is a perfectly viable option considering Florida. Um, For some reason, I remember reading something about hanging being the method of execution, like way longer than you think it would be. And for some reason, Utah comes to mind. So I'm going to say Utah. Utah is incorrect. Yep. Uh, This is probably my fault because I didn't get a good little like, you know, another way to get to this spot. But no, this is Delaware. Look, we're in Delaware. So, wow. so yes, that the, the out last... of all the states, that is the last <laughs> I... one. That I would have guessed yeah. Texas. Texas, yeah, way before I would have guessed Delaware. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's my fault on the on the writing. Uh, I should have added a um, hint in there for Delaware. Uh, all right, well, my poor writing aside, uh, Jody, you are stuck with sports to end yeah. this round. Apparently. <laughs> And your decade is the 70s. Okay. In 1977, this stallion was the second of the decade to win the Triple Crown. He was purchased for $17,500 by Karen and Mickey Taylor, who lived in White Swan, Washington. No idea. Why am I getting... This is the second horse racing related (laughs) trivia podcast thing that's happened to me. Um, I have no clue. I don't even know, like, any racehorses secretariat that's the only one i know secretariat secretariat is incorrect frankie you get a chance to steal yeah well jody stole my one horse (laughs) (laughs) thanks jody Um, i'm going to say i will guess a famous australian horse that could have never won but the only other horse i know farlap please farlap (laughs) <laughs> I've never, never heard of Farlap. No, I tried to emphasize this uh, horse lived in Washington. Does that help? Is there another big city city in Washington? Eh? Eh? No, nobody. You guys don't know the horses. No worries. The horse's name is Seattle Slough. 
Oh, Seattle okay. Slough. I heard that. Okay. All right. That is the end of round one. John, mathematicize us up. What do we got for our score update? All right. Hopefully my scores are correct. Right now I have Jody at 40 and Frankie at 20. That's what I'm seeing as well. All I'm right. Just not keeping track. So. Well, we got it. Trust <laughs> you guys? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Trust us. We're good at stuff. Uh, <laughs> no, but nothing is out of reach yet. All right. But uh, to start round two. Round two. Uh, Jody, you get to pick the category for Frankie. All right. Well, I can't help but notice that she also avoided sports, just like I did. <laughs> so I'm going to give her sports. <laughs> I right. wasn't too subtle there, was I? No. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> and your decade is the 80s. Frankie, you know this Auburn running back who won the 1985 Heisman Trophy, running over 1,700 yards and scoring 17 touchdowns that season. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even pretend that I do. Uh, did you say a year? Uh, 1985. The best year of all time. It was the single greatest year in history. Yes. He's saying that because he was born. Yeah, yeah that's born. right. I was, I was figuring. Yeah. <laughs> I can argue 81, but <laughs> uh, I, I don't even think I can come up with a name. I will guess a Lucky Johnson. Lucky Johnson is incorrect. All right, Jody, you get a chance to steal this one. Um, I'm going to name the... Oh, God, I don't even know. I couldn't even name a Heisman. You said Heisman, right? Is mm -hmm. that the college football trophy? 1985 Heisman Trophy winner from Auburn... Uh, I almost said Auburn, Georgia. That's that's, that's not it. Auburn, <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Oh, yeah, what's uh, that? Auburn. Let's say, you know, I know someone that scored a lot of touchdowns one time for Polk High. Let's say Al Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> that he did four touchdowns in four a touchdown, single game. game. Yes. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Um, Adam, can I take a guess? Of course you can. Uh, I'm probably way off, but uh, it, I'm, I'm, I thought maybe he was earlier than this. Was it Bo Jackson? It was Bo Jackson. Okay. You know yep. Bo. You know That's Bo. Why you put that clue in there? Yep. <laughs> you know Bo. And I feel I feel bad. We didn't get a '90s sports question because I had a Tri Nations. I don't know if you watch rugby, but being out from Australia, I, no. Frankie's shaking her head. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I, AFL all the way. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I used to play rugby. Uh, in college, and so that's why I kind of wanted to. Oh, I've got an Australian. I'm going to put a rugby question here, and you wouldn't have gotten it anyway. Maybe you would have. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll find out next game. Whoever the lucky person is that gets it. But uh, all right, uh, Frankie, you get a pick for Jody. I'm going to pick news and politics, please. Right. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and your decade is the '80s. The '80s. Selected by Ronald Reagan in 1981, this person became the first woman ever appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, Lord Almighty. Uh, Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra Day O'Connor is correct. I just had to, like, struggle not to say Sandra D. O'Connor, like <laughs> the joke from Sandy? Parks and Rec. Yes. Because I, oh, I mix those up after seeing that show, and mm -hmm. it's, like, ruined that name for me now. <laughs> All right, good pull. And uh, now, Jada, we are just moving along. You get to pick for Frankie. Uh, let's go video games. Oh, dear. <laughs> Your decade is the 90s. This action fantasy role-playing franchise created by Bethesda is mainly set in the fictional continent of Tamriel, 
and had its first game come out in 1994 with the subtitle Arena. Oh dear. Uh, video games are not my strong point. <laughs> good, good choice from Jody then. Yeah, really good. <laughs> really good. Um, role-playing fantasy game, 1994. With the tagline Arena, did you say? Mm-hmm. With the, not tag, uh, the subtitle. Subtitle. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is incorrect. Jody, yeah. you get a chance to, on this one. So video games are something that I really spent too much time on except like this one kind of video game like play everything else except like fantasy stuff uh he said bethesda it's not wow i have no idea i have no clue um let's say skyrim skyrim is incorrect (sighs) And it's only incorrect because you gave me another one of their subtitle games. Uh, they have made Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. But yeah, the overall... Elder Scrolls. Yes, the franchise <laughs> is called Elder Scrolls. So I always... That's one of those things I always mix up, whether like it, it's Skyrim is the franchise and then mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls was a subtitle because I don't play it. But yeah. I 50-50 did in my head and I went the wrong way. Fair enough. One of my favorite games of all time is Skyrim. It's absolutely phenomenal. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> she got you, Adam. I, I got got. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? To get you back, I'm going to have Frankie pick something for you that you don't like. So how about that? <laughs> all right, Frankie. Try and guess what Jody might not like. <laughs> I think I will go with music, please. Depends on what decade it is. Yeah. The decade is the 80s. The 80s. Well, I can guarantee she's not going to like it because we're heading to Throwback Lounge where I'm going to sing some lyrics. And Jody, you have to tell me the artist of this 1984 number one hit. Sometimes you picture me, I'm walking too far ahead. Hey, you're calling to me. I can't hear what you said. Ho! Then you say, go slow. And I fall behind. The second hand unwinds. Hey! That is Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. I guess you did like it a little bit. <laughs> That's a classic. That was a good rendition, too. Yeah, I like that. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Very jazzy. I'll try to. <laughs> All right. Jody, your call for Francesca. Oh, let's see. This is tricky. It's let's go with on time. It's tricky. Sorry. Uh, let's go food. Going food. This better be a Vegemite question. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Had it for breakfast. Your decade is the 90s. The 90s. All right. Well, I'm not sure if this uh, chain made it over there. Maybe. <laughs> All right. This restaurant was a gambler when it opened in 1991, and it filed for bankruptcy in 1998. The memory of its chicken lives on in part to the Seinfeld episode dedicated to Kramer's love of the chain. Okay. I know that episode uh and i'm guessing the gambler might have something to do with the song the gambler 
and I'm trying to think who sang that, but I'm having a mental. Uh, I'm gonna guess Kenny Rogers Chicken. Uh, I, I, you want more information? Uh, uh, yeah, can you, let me let me check something real quick. <laughs> I kind of want to give it to you. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm happy with being close. I was in the ballpark. You are. I ah, uh, you're. Yeah, All right. It's cool. I'm going to have to I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to be harsh today, I guess. Do it. All right. Do it. Jody, you get a chance to steal. I have no idea. I would have said Kenny Rogers chicken too cuz that's what I would assume Kenny Rogers uh chicken shack. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was delicious chicken. I remember John, our mom used to get this when uh, she came home from work and I thought it was delicious. See, I couldn't remember the name either. I would have guessed Kenny Rogers chicken. Is it Kenny Rogers Roasters? Kenny Rogers Roasters. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I just double checked. It's not like roasters chicken, not anything else. It is Kenny Rogers roasters. So that's because all that's not only only anyone ever went there for was the chicken. It was good. It was good chicken. <laughs> I don't I, know if we had those up here. It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, but it was like uh, like a like a roasted, obviously like a frame broiled roasted chicken. So mom thought it was a little bit healthier. It was certainly not. I doubt than too much healthier than fried chicken. But oh well. All right. Uh, Frankie, you get a pick for Jody. I will pick slang, please. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. Yeah, that's the ticket. Is a phrase made popular by this Saturday Night Live cast member uh, while playing the character Tommy Flanagan, the pathological liar. Oh. Hmm. Tommy Flanagan, the pathological liar. 80s SNL is definitely before my time. Hmm. Can you read the question one more time? Sorry. Of course. Yeah, that's the ticket. Is a phrase made popular by this Saturday Night Saturday Night Live cast member while playing the character Tommy Flanagan, the pathological liar? I have no idea. I'm just going to say Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, who is one of, if not the greatest SNL cast member of all time, in my opinion, is incorrect. Frankie, you get a chance to steal it. Uh, 80s SNL is also before my time, so I'm just going to have a guess. Um, I was thinking maybe Chris Farley, but I'm thinking perhaps he's later. So I might go with Steve Martin, please. Steve Martin is incorrect. It's all right, though. John, you want to give your best rendition of this phrase? No, not even a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm I'm far more willing to... uh, Degrade myself in front of everyone. Uh, But no, that is John Lovitz. John Lovitz, who played that character. All right. All right, Jody, it is your call for Frankie. All right, let's do do TV. Okay. And your decade is the 70s. Oh, boy. Okay. And this definitely just makes you realize, I got to write more international questions, John. This (laughs) (laughs) This is a problem. But maybe it made it. All right. This American crime drama series considered a uh, counterculture. Sorry. First off, I forgot to mention another question from Jackie LeFave. Thank you so much, Jackie. I'm <laughs> going to start that over again because I bobbled it. All right. This American crime drama series considered a counterculture police series starred three main characters, Pete Cochran, Julie Barnes, and Link Hayes. The three worked as a team and were described by some critics as the hippest and first young undercover cops on TV. This doesn't sound familiar to me at all. 
I'm not even sure if I can have a guess. Can't say I watch a lot of seventies police shows. I'll just guess undercover cops. Undercover cops. <laughs> and just no no uh hiding what it is it's about. It's about That's undercover it. cops. <laughs> so, no. Incorrect. Jody, you got a chance to steal. I have no idea. The name Julie Barnes does sound familiar, but I can't I can't place it. I can't even think of a guess because I can't think of any seventies I don't really watch like cop shows besides Brooklyn Nine Nine. So I don't know. I don't even have a guess. And I adore Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm just waiting for new episodes. I really hope it does come back. It's such a great show. Okay. Uh, but Brooklyn Nine Nine, or I don't have a guess, is incorrect. <laughs> no, this is the Mod Squad. Oh. The Mod Squad. I've heard of that. And I almost mm-hmm. said it, but I thought the Mod Squad was like, first of all, I thought it was the 60s. And I thought it was like a whole different oh. vibe uh, than crime drama. Also yep. thought it was British until like right now. Yeah, it is American. <laughs> uh, and it was from 1968 to 73. So it was late 60s, 70s. Sorry. Okay. I was looking at something else, but yes. All right. So Frankie, we get a pick the category for Jody. And left we have movies, fashion, and technology. I'll guess technology, please. Oh, I'll give, sorry. Okay. I'll give Jody technology. <laughs> you'll guess it. You'll just, you know what? You'll get it anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. No. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And your decade is the 80s. Name this motor company that went bankrupt in 1982. Though it left a lasting impression with its use of gullwing doors, it had a 0 to 60 in 88 seconds. Oops, sorry, that's 8.8 seconds. Oh, uh, a DeLorean. DeLorean, a little too obvious of a hint there. But yes, DeLorean is correct. Uh, the doors is what did it, to be the honest. Doors, yeah. you got it, the yeah. gullwing doors, yes, they're very, yeah. very famous. All right, uh, Jody, you get a pick for Frankie. So I noticed that she picked fashion last time first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her movies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and your decade is the 80s. In 1986's Crocodile Dundee, during an attempted mugging, Mick gives this classic line, that's not a knife, that's a knife. The weapon Mick pulls out is named after what Texas pioneer who died at the Battle of the Alamo? <laughs> we were going so well. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee, that's not a knife. This is a knife until that last bit. Oh, boy. Okay, so a Texas frontier. Mm-hmm. Texas, pi- Texas pioneer, frontiersman. Pioneer. Either or. Um, at the Alamo. He died at the Battle of the Alamo. So his, the knife that he pulled out is named after this guy. Um, I must admit, I've only seen Crocodile Dundee the once. Uh-huh. I, I know. Scandal. Yeah. I'm the not question, sure if it is Here's the real question. <laughs> here's the real question. The real question is, is have you seen, did you ever see Paul Hogan's TV show from the 70s? Yes, I have seen some of that. <laughs> okay. Gold, gold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, much better than Crocodile Dundee. Um, no, don't even have a guess. Sorry. Don't have a guess. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jody, you get a chance to steal. Uh, I think it's Bowie. It is Bowie, not David, but Jim Bowie or Jim, Jim Bowie, a, Jim yeah. or James Bowie or Bowie, however you want to pronounce it. But yes, it was yeah, the Bowie knife. Bowie knife. Yeah. Yep. Fun fact. 
Paul Hogan is the reason why most Americans know the phrase throw a sh- another shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's re- it's because he was on a commercial put on by the Australian uh, Tourism mm-hmm. Board and it was a throwaway line. It wasn't even like the center point of the commercial. He just threw it away. And for some reason, like idiots, we latched onto it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds about American. Yes. It's funny, we don't even call them shrimp here. So to right, us, it's it prawn. Really prawn. Yeah, yeah. Throw another <laughs> prawn on the bar. <laughs> Yeah, I think Paul Hogan is the reason that we really know anything about Australia, pretty much. Yeah, uh, it could and be Hugh worse. Jackman. It could be worse. Yeah. Oh, and Hugh Jackman. Well, yes, yeah. Hugh yeah, Jackman. Going in a <laughs> Sorry. Better direction with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Than Paul Hogan. All right, uh, and I think Frankie, you have to pick. Well, you don't pick because it's down to fashion. And uh, Jody, you take. You are taking fashion. Oh boy. And your decade is the '80s. As the legend goes, in 1986, Vanna White was photographed using a Plano fishing tackle box to stow and organize her makeup collection. Plano Molding Company then launched this brand in 1987 with the snazzy On The Go Girl molded from the same functional designs of a tackle box. Um, I think any girl around my age has had one of these. I'm pretty sure it's a caboodle. Caboodle is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Our sister absolutely had one. They're super bright, and they're literally just a tackle box yeah, uh, that girls put uh, makeup in. <laughs> and the more, the more like uh, compartments and fold-out sections and mm-hmm. drawers that it had, the better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That is the end of round two. John, could you give us our score update? Yeah, Jody kind of ra- ran away with it this round. Uh, she ended up with 90, and Frankie's got 20. All right. Ouch. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You never know how she's going to bet during our wager round in our final round. Final round! This is a wager round where you get to pick your wager on the category, and that category is tennis. Do you want me to write it down? Uh, you can write it down, sure. That sounds good. Just write it down on your on your paper. And let me know when you're good to go. All set. All set. Okay. Now your question. I would like y'all to name which athlete won the most women's singles Grand Slam championships in each of our decades. And I have some hints for you. In the 70s, it was an American who won nine Grand Slam titles in the 70s and 18 titles total. In the 80s, or sorry, 18 titles total throughout her career. In the 80s, it was a Czechoslovakian slash American who won 15 Grand Slam titles in the 80s and also 18 titles in her entire career. And in the 90s, it was a German who won 14 Grand Slam titles in the 90s and 22 titles in her career. Okay. All right. While Jody and Francesca are thinking about their answers, I'm here to tell y'all to check out our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash throwback trivia takedown if you guys are interested in supporting the show or being on as well. Um, besides that, check out everything on the Beef Up Network, whether it's Blast from Our Past that John and I do, Talking Back that Tim and Dean do, uh, Podcasting After Dark that Zach and Corey do, or Cartwright of Seinfeld Podcast that I that myself and Corey do. They're all Fantastic shows. Would you mind reading the second hint, please, again, Adam? Of course. Uh, so from the 80s, it was a Czechoslovakian slash American 
who won 15 Grand Slam, 15 Grand Slam titles in the 80s and 18 throughout her career. Thank you. Uh, okay, I'm all set. This is just name any three female <laughs> tennis players yeah, that I could think yeah. of. <laughs> Margaret Court. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> she has the most Grand Slam titles of all time. We don't talk about her, though, right? Yeah, especially well. here at the moment. She just yeah. got another Order of Australia, and it's a very sore point, big talking point here at the moment. Uh. Um, all right. I'm good to go, too. don't uh. think I'm going to get any further than that. All right. Well, that's being optimistic. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Frankie, how about you start us off with your answers? Yeah, sure. Uh, the first one, I've gone for Billie Jean King in the 70s. Uh, my 80s Czechoslovakian, I just couldn't even think of a name for that one, so I've had to pass. And for the 90s, I've said Monica Sellis, I'm pretty sure she's not German, um, but it was between her and Nat Radilova, and I don't think she's German either, so I've gone with Monica Sellis. All right, and Jody, what were your answers? Uh, I like Monica Sellis better than my answer. Um, all right. So for the 70s, I said Billie Jean King. She's the only tennis player I could think of <laughs> that played during that time. Um, for the 80s, I said Navratilova because it's not an American sounding name. And that was the only reason I had for that. And uh, for the 90s, I said Steffi Graf. All right. Here are your answers. I'm going to go in reverse order. In the 90s, she's German, and she has won a bunch of titles. It's Steffi Graf. In the 80s, the Czechoslovakian slash American, who has won 15 titles, she dominated the 80s. That was Martina Navratilova. And in the 70s, the American who won nine titles was Chris Evert. Chris Ah. Evert. Good close call with Billie Jean King. She was also very strong in the 70s as well. So... All right, so nobody got their wager, but let's find out how many points you go down. Frankie, what did you wager? I decided just to go hard and throw in all my 20 points that I had. (laughs) Right? All right, and Jody. Uh, Well, knowing absolutely nothing about tennis, I went zero because... No, I did. I uh, we went all in when I was on Trivia Warfare, and it mm-hmm. blew up in our face. <laughs> yeah. So I was being safe this time. <laughs> all right, going for the win, John. Could you math us up and find out who won? Uh, with a final score of ninety to zero, Jody is the winner. Well done, Jody. Good job. Yeah. Only took three trivia podcast appearances to not lose <laughs> terribly. Yay. No, it was a good match. Uh, thank y'all both for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Y'all did good. I know it's, you know, once you get on the spotlight and being on it, it makes you feel, uh, you know, dumber than you really are. But you both did absolutely fantastic. Uh, Frankie, would you like to just kind of mention anything else and just kind of any shout out that you want to do? I just want to say thanks for having me on. I love your podcast. Um, it's just so much fun to listen to. Just a shout out to my family. Um, thanks for letting me have more than five minutes of peace and time to myself <laughs> to do something fun. Um, yeah, that's all. Just thanks a lot. Fantastic. And Jody. Uh, so I think, you know, we've all covered wearing masks and washing hands and say support, um, you know, creators and small businesses um, like you guys, you know, Patreon is great. If you have something that you need or you want and you can buy it from a small business or a local business and you can, you know, wait and you don't need that Amazon two day shipping, you know, do that instead. Um, Amazon's doing fine right now, guys. They're, they're okay. <laughs> like people like John and Adam and, you know, 
all the people that do these podcasts and make stuff for us to enjoy while in quarantine need help too. So yeah, you know, help out your, your local people, your small people. Um, and they appreciate it a whole lot more than Jeff Bezos does. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Without question. All right. Thank you all so much. Very well said. Very well played. Uh, for John, I'm Adam. And that was another episode of throwback trivia takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com backslash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on the podcast platform you're listening to. And we'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hello! La la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.